When you walk into a room, does the atmosphere change? There's something about a believer that should be apparent to others without even saying a word. Something that just seems to change the atmosphere in a room. And sometimes you walk into a room, and for some reason, people just become agitated because you are there. The atmosphere changes because you are known. Carly Rockin' in the School of Life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. So (laughs) I want to thank everybody like I usually do. You guys are so awesome listening. You know, I'm back on getting things up every Friday. Some stuff has shifted again, so we're all good to go. And uh, so thank you for, for checking me out on YouTube. And if you happen to be watching me on YouTube right now, please do me a favor and hit the like button, the subscribe button. And ring the little bell thing so that you get notified whenever my videos appear, (laughs) which is usually every Friday, unless something strange happens and I don't get one up, but it's pretty rare. So, (laughs) and if you don't like my face, (laughs) you can check me out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I'm on Pandora, Facebook, and of course, YouTube. So make sure to check me out wherever I am. And you can also check out all my weird posts on Instagram and the reels that I post there which are basically just little snippets of what I do right now. So make sure to check that stuff out. And if you like my t-shirt today, make sure to go to the link in the description, click on the stuff that talks about my merch and uh, help out the show, help out the program by ordering merch and, uh, (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. And make sure to go to wildbull.shop. That link is in the description. All kinds of great products, all personal care products for men specifically. It's a lifestyle brand. You can get your t-shirts, you can get your hats, you can get your stuff there. You can get great beard products. I personally use the beard butter and the oil is all 100% um, natural stuff. It's great stuff. Make sure to go to wildbull.shop and own your game. All right, here we go. So if you made it through all that, thank you for hanging out with me again. And we're just going to get going because (laughs) whether you like it or not, When you are living life, loving Jesus, we are recognized by our spirit. When we walk into a room, some will recognize the joy and presence of God in our lives and connect because they are also believers. Others will recognize our spirit and become agitated because those are the ones in need of a savior. So my question today is, are you known? And there's, I mean, the music hits just right. The Holy Spirit is so cool. So, <laughs> so if you're a believer, God knows you. And in reality, if you're a non-believer or you don't know Jesus and you've never accepted him into your heart, guess what? God knows you. You know why? Because he knew you before you were born. Either way. So if you're a believer, God knows you on a higher level because Jesus took our sin upon him. And now God only sees the righteousness of his son Jesus, which allows us to be in his presence. This is, this is basically salvation. If, 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 when you 
believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross and came back and resurrected on the third day, you shall be saved, the Bible says. That's Romans 10, 9, and 10. It says you shall not be condemned. And, and at that moment, when Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood and rose again on the third day, during those moments, he went down and took care of all the things that need to be taken care of. He paid the price for you. And when you receive him, you become a believer, which means that now God sees Jesus. He doesn't see your righteous, ugly sin, <laughs> your unrighteous, ugly sin. He sees your righteousness in Jesus. So if God knows you either way, why is it important to be known? It's actually when you know who you are in him, when you understand what you have and this goes beyond going to heaven when you die. Because a lot of people are like, oh, if you don't receive Jesus, you're going to go to hell. And you want to live in heaven, right? Well, yeah, I want to live in heaven, but I also want to function with him on earth. You know, I want, I, he, he didn't just go, I'm going to go and do all this stuff just so you can come and hang out with me in heaven. He wants you to function in his functionality here on earth. He wants you to do the things that he wants you to do here on earth. That's, the, that's actually the largest part of getting to know him, getting to flow with him, getting to do the things that he wants you to do is because he didn't just die for you to go to heaven. He didn't resurrect for you to go to heaven. He did, but he wants you to function with him and his power on this earth. It's functioning in him here on earth, flowing in the things of God here and now. I know it sounds like a lot of rambling, but you know, that's just something you got to get used to me. <laughs> You see, if we've been given an authority, not if, we have been given an authority. Part of what Jesus did is he has now attached us back to what originally happened. So Adam and Eve had the authority and dominion over all the things of the earth. And then they sinned and kind of screwed that up. And then Jesus comes, dies on the cross, does his thing, and he gives us back that authority a delegated authority through Jesus that says we have dominion on this earth. And we are able to do the things that Jesus did and greater works on top of that. What? Yeah, watch this. This is John chapter 14. So most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, this is Jesus talking, the works that I do, he will do also. So he's saying right here, he's all, the works that I'm doing right now, the healing, the things you see happening, the things that you're reading about, you can do those also. Semicolon, long pause, second thought, and greater works than these you will do because I go to my father. Now, I don't think at the time they realized that this was a portion when he says, because I go to my father, because he's going to send the Holy Spirit down to, 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 to make all this stuff function. But that's what's going on because he goes and dies on the cross, resurrects and goes back and sits down at the right hand of God. He now sends Holy Spirit and gives us that authority. And whatever you ask in my name, this is so awesome. This is, this is great. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So he's not going to just do anything that you ask for. He's going to do what glorifies God when you ask. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So whatever you ask in Jesus' name is a mighty, mighty thought. It's a bold thought, but yet it is available to us when we are known. See, all that's available when you receive Jesus. All that's available when, you, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and become empowered by the Holy Spirit. All this is available to you. You can function in this stuff. You can act the way things were acted out in the Bible. You can do the things 
that Paul did. You can do the things that Jesus did. You can do the stuff because Jesus said you can. So when Jesus sent out, here, here we go, watch, okay. When Jesus sent out the 70, um, th- this comes from Luke chapter 10. I'll actually read a good portion of this verse. So when, when Jesus sent out the 70, he shows us the same thing. When they return from their trip, they tell Jesus in an excited manner, even the demons are subject to us in your name. He reaches into the spirit realm. He, he, he can change things and, and the, the demons recognize his name. They know who he is. And when you're functioning in his authority, they should know who you are. So watch, here's Luke chapter 10. This is verses 17 through 20. When the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, this is the key verse. This is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. He says, behold, I give to you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. So he's utilizing serpents and scorpions and all these kinds of things, these deadly animals, to say, hey, you have authority over all this stuff on the earth. You have authority over the demons. You have authority in my name, in Jesus' name, to do these things. But in verse 20, it says something interesting. It says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice your names are written in heaven. So right here, he's going, I'm so happy that you realized you have this authority that I gave you. <clears throat> he's, he's, I'm so happy, but don't forget that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that your names are written in heaven. They're going to go to heaven also. You can do all this stuff on earth, but don't forget why or what the purpose is. So they were sent out to lead the way for Jesus to go to the places in mass. And so he sends them with his authority. We still function in this authority to this day. We walk in Christ's authority. When Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, he said signs would follow. And this is because we have that authority. Signs will follow because we have that authority. So this is, I I like the Great Commission in Mark because it actually says, certain things that I think is just awesome. So, and these signs will follow. Let me say that again. This is Mark 16, 17 through 20. And these signs will follow those who believe. So the key is being a believer. You have to be known. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. All the stuff that happens today in church. They will take up serpents and they will drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. You can trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Are these signs? Are these wonders? Are these miracles? Yes, absolutely. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. (laughs) This is one of the greatest sentences because the signs confirm the word. What do you think Paul was doing? What do you think Peter was doing? Immediately after Acts chapter two and in Acts chapter three, they go to the gate beautiful and there's a guy that's probably been there for hundreds of years. You know, okay, maybe not that long, I'm paraphrasing here. But they, they see the guy at the gate beautiful, they're going to the, to the temple and there's the gate beautiful. And they're going in there and this guy says, I have, can you give me something? Give me something, I need something, I'm, I'm hurt. And so they reached out and said, I don't have silver and coin, but what I do have, I have the Spirit of God. And they reach out to this young man or this messed up dude, this guy, 
and he stands up and he walks. And then he goes out and tells everybody how awesome this thing was. They start to function in the authority that God gave them with accompanying signs and miracles. There's like, I have Jesus. Let me talk to you about him. Let me give you my hand. Let me give you laying on of hands and I will stand you up and God will flow and function and you will walk. How cool is that? So you have to stop and think about the kinds of things that the apostles and the disciples did after Jesus went to heaven. So Jesus goes to heaven. Now, I've been talking a lot about Holy Spirit recently, so I got to throw this in here. So Jesus goes to heaven and he tells them. So in here in Mark, it says right here in verse 20, no, in verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up to heaven and sat down on the right hand of God. So during this little section right here is the beginning of Acts 1. So they go, okay, Jesus, as he's ascending, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, with power, so that you can witness all around the world. So the, the first part of Acts is an extension of the Great Commission, because this is what's happening in between these two sentences. And then the Holy Spirit falls when they're in the upper room, and then they went out, verse 20, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through signs and, and, through signs and wonders, or through accompanying signs. So, and they went out preaching. And what did they preach? They preached Jesus, right? <laughs> Working with them and confirming the word with signs. And this is absolutely amazing to me because what happens is they work within the authority of God, Has given, they work within the authority that God has given them and God confirms it with a sign, a miracle, a wonder. What do you think a sign is? He doesn't show up and pull a card out of his pocket and go, here's a sign. <laughs> this confirms the word, here's a little sign. No, it's a miracle. It's a wonder. Something happens because they're preaching the word. That's that's what a sign is. So this is exactly what the 70 were so excited about when Jesus sent them. The book of Acts is the recording of all these signs and wonders. And, and the biggest example, I think, is Paul. Paul was kicked off his horse on his way to Damascus. The Holy Spirit resided, talked to him, taught him, did all those kinds of things. And so he's probably one of the greatest authorities. And Paul did crazy stuff. And I want to mention this one. I'm going to read this out of the Bible, this one, because it shows how Paul was known and that he, through Holy Spirit, was capable of what he was actually capable of. So here's Acts 19, 11 through 17. So just before this, uh, for context purposes, just, just before this, uh, he's talking to a bunch of guys. He's talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. These guys are like, I've never heard of the Holy Spirit. Go read Acts 19. said, I've never heard of the Holy Spirit. And he said, well, wh well, what are you baptizing? And they're like, we're in John's baptism where we know Jesus. And he's like, okay, well, there's this other thing. So let's, let's pray for the Holy Spirit. So they, they baptize. Holy Spirit comes. They speak in tongues, all that kind of stuff. It actually says it. So go read Act the, the first part of this. And then we get to this part. It says, now God worked, this is Acts 19, 11 through 17. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. I think that's a neat thing to add there because we can trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And I would think that evil spirits are all the power of the enemy, right? But this is, when it says unusual miracles, this guy's going, okay, so the, the people are bringing him his aprons. They're, they're bringing him their clothing. They're bringing him cloth. And he's praying over this stuff, saying, okay, now take this with you. This has the anointing on it that I prayed that has my authority stuck to the cloth. 
and you can take that with you and lay it on top of your friend or whomever and they will get healed or demons will leave or whatever's going to happen. And and the reason why the Bible mentions this is because a bunch of people were watching it happen. So in verse 13, then some of the, in, uh, I can never say this word, it, internet, not internet, they didn't have that then. <laughs> the interrent Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus. So these guys are still Jewish. They're doing exorcisms and things of that nature. So all this demon realm stuff is all real. Check it out, right? So the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, now watch this. This is what they said. We exercise you by the Jesus, by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. So they weren't using, they weren't believers and they weren't using the authority God gave them. They were trying to sidetrack and use the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. So they weren't really attached in the way Paul was attached to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So watch this. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered. So the evil spirit talks back to him and says, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Well, who are you? You don't have this authority. And then the, <laughs> the man in whom the evil spirit was in leaped on them. This is verse 16, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. So if you're not known, you're going to get beat up naked and wounded. <laughs> if you're not known in this fashion, watch this. This is verse 17. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them, and the name of the Lord was magnified. So the name of Jesus was magnified because Paul was doing all this stuff, and when people in the name of Jesus with authority, and the people that tried to utilize that authority through the back door or, or through a different fashion got beat up, and they said, well, what Paul is doing, what Jesus is doing is real. And what they were doing was like, they just got jacked for that, right? <laughs> so what happens is the name of Jesus gets magnified. The evils, and this is the, the, the most interesting part of all of this, is that the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? Who are you to come over here and try this out? If you don't have Jesus, you don't got jacked. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not functioning the way Paul was functioning, you don't got jacked. You can't, you can't tell me what to do without the power of Jesus inside of you. You can't tell me what to do. This is how the evil spirit is talking. And then he just beats the dude up, right? So Paul was known. And because the demon actually says, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know that goes to show how closely and how connected he was with Jesus, with Holy Spirit and how close he was to God that the authority given by Jesus resonated with him, even in the spirit realm. The demons knew his name by name, knew him by name, which means he had been messing with some folks, right? So the question is, are you known? Does the enemy know who you are? Are you functioning in God's stuff so well and doing the things that God wants you to do in such a fashion that the devil knows who you are? And is mad because that's what happens. I don't think Paul was content to just be a guy preaching the gospel. I think he absolutely knew who he, who he was and never hesitated from the plan 
that God put before him. He was dangerous, and he relied heavily on the power and demonstration of Holy Spirit, and he walked it out. That's why he was known, because he walked it out. He didn't just say it. He didn't just pretend it. He went out and did it and functioned in it. Now watch this. Here's 1 Corinthians. So this is a letter to the, to the city of Corinth. This is later on. <laughs> and I, brethren, when I come to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He didn't want to know anything else. He just wanted to know about Jesus and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, this is verse 3, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and, and of power. Let me say that again. With the demonstration and of the spirit and of power. So he wasn't too worried about how he talked. A lot of times we get really, I don't talk good. I mean, if you listen to any of these things or you watch any of these things, I don't have the greatest language. I don't speak proper. I'm not telling you to go cussing stuff. That's not the point. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am saying is that you don't have to be super eloquent. You just have to allow Holy Ghost to work through you. You have to allow Holy Spirit to function in you. You have to be known. You have to know who you are in him so that you can function in the things, in the authority that God said that you have. Now watch this. It said, verse 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So here's, that's the biggest key, is that our faith is not in people. You know, I'm going to pause here for a second. If you've ever been burned by a church, you've been following people and not the power of God. So quit looking at the person and recognize the spirit within. Are they known? Are you known? Paul understood the authority given in such a fashion that he wanted God to be seen, his power recognized, demonstrating the ability of Holy Spirit so we can look at his example and model what he was able to accomplish in the name of Jesus so we can see what God can do in our lives and through our lives using the authority that Jesus gave us. Are you known? Right on. Right on.